0: what is up everybody welcome back to tmt time i am your host evan rothstein today's guest on the podcast is the head of legal and business affairs at tmz i'm excited to have him on jason beckerman welcome into the podcast thank you evan it's good to be here this is perhaps my most anticipated scheduling recording because I'm going to ask all sorts of cool celebrity-minded questions to Jason, and he's going to tell me he can't answer any of them, but I'm going to ask him anyways. So, Jason, you're a lawyer still, and so I would like you to give our listeners a little bit about your background. Everyone knows about TMZ, I hope, uh, but tell us about yourself.
1: I'll give you a little bit about myself. Grew up in L.A., uh, went to uh, college in Connecticut, then came back to L.A. for law school at Loyola. Uh, graduated and got uh, associate position in Kirkland and Ellis in DC, where I practiced for a few years before, as I'd like to say, dragging my my lovely wife, kicking and screaming back to LA, which was home for me. Eventually made my way to a small boutique uh, litigation shop in Beverly Hills for a couple of years. And then it's all about who you know, right? I uh, While at Kirkland, I had... Um, uh befriended a woman who eventually went a house at Warner Brothers. And years later she called me. And the story I tell, it's a true story. But I think I've compressed time as we're we're wont to do. Um, I, I had been working my been working non I would sleep underneath my desk at my at this small firm, and uh, often, because there was so much work, not just servicing the clients, but also um, but also the administration of the firm, and you don't know what you're getting yourself into when you're a partner, it's just it's bananas. And so, I'd slept under my desk, I think two out of three nights. And at the morning of the the third morning, when I woke up, maybe eight hours of sleep over three days, um, I get a call from my wife and she tells me that she's pregnant with our second kid. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know how we're going to possibly do this, how I'm going to possibly do this. And hang up with her immediately. My phone rings. And it's my former friend from Warner Brothers who says, uh, brief, brief niceties, and then says, so how are things going at the job? And I said, I'm listening and I'll pretty much take whatever you have to offer. And uh, so she told me about TMZ, which I had never heard of um, at the time. This is in uh, early, uh, late 2008. Uh, TMZ was about a year into its, its television show, maybe a year and a half and maybe two and a half years into its site. But not being a celebrity watcher, I was unfamiliar with it, um, but quickly got familiar with it and uh, came there in February of 09. It's been almost 13 years. I can't believe it.
0: And so I feel like in that time frame, that was like people with cameras chasing people down the street in Los Angeles yeah, era of TMZ. So you've been there from like the beginning all the way. to Now it's like a, a very credible news organization, right?
1: yeah i mean look some stuff happened before i got there that put tmz on the map um you know the mel gibson uh he you know made some uh, anti-semitic yeah. anti-semitic
0: and, he went nuts yeah he went, he that, went that tor- got him
1: canceled way before canceling was a thing right 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 um but that put that story you know it was before i arrived put tmz on the map Um, And there were a couple but Michael Richards' rant at the Laugh Factory also before I got there. And so TMZ had broken these stories and had gone from this little itty bitty celebrity news site into the real power player. Again, I was, because it's just not what I was into, I didn't know about it, but um, about TMZ, but it had established itself before I arrived as a real player. I arrived in February, 2009, and then uh mike michael jackson's death happens in june of 2009 and that was the paradigm shift where we truly took off and we are now um, to your point a now consider because remember T, or maybe you don't remember but tmz puts the news up i don't remember one o'clock in the afternoon or so that he's that he has died for four hours not a single other publication reported the story is true because they didn't believe TMZ. They thought it was a gossip site. Uh, They thought that we were just printing whatever we heard without verifying it. Now that we knew because we had talked to people with firsthand knowledge of his death, um, and we knew it was right. And so the longer the others held out, it was best for us because our traffic was going bananas. People were people who had never heard of TMZ were in a four hour period hearing of TMZ, bookmarking TMZ and making it into really what it is today. Um, and so that happened. So I don't know that we were ever chasing people down the street with cameras. I think that was more perception than reality, but we certainly were a lumped in in people's minds with the various other publications who do things like that. And we, at that moment, I really think it was Michael Jackson's death, began to stand out as a more credible, reliable source than the others.
0: So were you the first lawyer hired there?
1: I wasn't. So TMZ was was owned by Warner Brothers. um, And so they had assigned people, um, and specifically its television production division called Telepictures. They had assigned lawyers from Telepictures to cover TMZ Um, before I arrived, they also had somebody, uh, a guy who worked for a firm and they had had sort of seconded him into, into TMZ, um, uh, for, so it started in 06 and they had, and so I think it was just Warner brothers lawyers covering it as another production, uh, for a couple of years. And they had the other lawyer for a year or so. So I was the first person hired in-house exclusively for TMZ.
0: How many people, now that you're the head of legal and business affairs, are there lawyers that work underneath you or do you farm everything out or is it still Warner Brothers? How is it working now?
1: So we were sold by, well, Warner Brothers was sold to AT&T or bought by AT&T in 2019, the transaction went through. Um, And we then a couple of months ago were sold by AT&T to Fox. So we are now owned by Fox Entertainment um,
0: and uh, that's no, good for us because yeah. at Arnold Porter, we represent ATT as everyone knows, and I can't talk about it, so now I can talk to you about this. So there you that's go, good news!
1: There you go. Um, and so, uh, but no, there's uh, throughout that time, there's been one person who works directly for me. Um, uh, that person has Derek Kaufman, he's been uh, a former Munger Tolls guy, and he's been with us for I don't know seven or eight years. Um, then but what we really have is we have the entire fox apparatus before that the warner brothers apparatus at our disposal so all of those non core issues the employment issues the trademark issues the you know all the things that run the back end of the business i'm able to to have other people do on our behalf which is
0: essential Now, I feel like there's a lot of litigation or is that just I'm making that up because you break so much. So
1: there's a lot of threatened litigation, right? People get angry and they and they get send us letters. But no, we're really lucky. I mean, I say lucky. We're good in that we are buttoned up, more buttoned up than I think the average person would would think that we are. And I don't fault people. Look, when you when you're in the celebrity news business, there are certain you know, assumptions people make about you. We're not reporting for the most part, although there are exceptions, hard, what's called hard news. What we call hard news. We put, report celebrity news and people tend to conflate the fact that we report on the lighter side of life, meaning that we're a lighter publication. But we don't take it that way. We we consider ourselves a very serious uh, publisher of celebrity news. If those things are, not, I don't think those are oxymoronic, but some people might think they are, whatever. So uh, in, in any event, so... So there are two reasons we don't get sued very much. Number one, because we're really buttoned up. We, you know, Harvey Levin, the guy who started it and runs it day-to-day is a lawyer. Um, and then he puts a lot of faith in, in me and, and Derek. And there's always a natural conflict between content creators and the lawyers. It has to be that way. It wouldn't operate well if it wasn't that way, if that conflict didn't exist. Um, but he has a lot of faith in us, and and Harvey understands where the limits are as well as we do, and so it's a collaborative process. But we get there. The second reason that we don't get sued very often is because the First Amendment is just a very powerful thing, um, and we had. There's a lot of protections given, not just us, obviously, but to every uh, public publisher of news um, that we can. You know, uh, not that we make many mistakes, but if we do, those are privileged. Those are those are not. Li- they're not libelous they're they're uh protected from from suit based on the first amendment and you know new york times case and, and all the other stuff that we're all familiar with uh, yeah, actually so- really interested in sarah Palin's suit against the new york times now it's sort of fascinating we're all watching it with open.
0: i want to talk a little bit about the site because i i read it i'm not like a celebrity news hound although my wife is what goes into like when a story gets posted and when you break something like i want to know like how does it happen like how do you get the story? you have people out there on the street looking around for you? Like, it's just so crazy that everything seems to go and gravitate to TMZ now, like Tiger Woods gets in the car accident in the middle of nowhere in California, and it's on TMZ like 20 minutes later, something like that. That's just crazy yeah. to me. How does that happen? Well, a few ways. Um...
1: One of the way, I, I guess, in terms of the, I was going to say the most of the time. It's probably not true, in basing sheer numbers. But the stories that Tiger Woods getting in a car accident is a classic example. TMZ is is obviously well known in the industry. It is the place where when people have, a, people love to talk. That is something that has been in, true since the Romans and probably before the them. dawn
0: of time. People yeah. love. To talk,
1: they love. If they have a secret, it's they don't like to keep it in themselves. If they see something interesting, if they get an interesting videotape, or see a celebrity roll their car and crash into a ditch, they need to tell somebody.
0: Well, what's the think, point of
1: a secret if you can't tell somebody? Th- there is no point of it secret if you can't tell anybody. Exactly. And so, um and and so, when that kind of thing happens, and, and frankly, I don't, uh, I I don't know who the source was of, of the Tiger Woods story personally, but. Uh, that, you know, when somebody sees something like that, and I think this would be true for most people, when you have that type of information, TMZ is the first place you would think about to go to to provide that information to them. So in that respect, you know, that many stories come to us because we're the we're, we're the biggest and the and the the default thought that people have when it comes time they have a, they have a we're calling it a secret but it's not a secret somebody rolls over they have information they want that information out they realize that it's newsworthy and so they and a, a, you know newsworthy and celebrity driven so they come to us you know but we also have an incredibly hardworking news desk like every other publication does you know that that are out there hunting stories that are looking at other websites that are. Uh, that that have developed um, uh, sources within you know various law enforcement agencies, within uh, different types of businesses that might might have information of the kind that we would publish. And we have sources and we work those sources and um, we make sure those sources know that we're the place to come to when they have information that that needs to be published. Um, and we you know, again, it's tempting to, to conflate the type of news that we do and people's preconceptions about it with the site itself and with the people that work there. We have incredibly hardworking, very skilled, experienced news people who are out there looking for the ability or looking for stories and breaking those stories. Oh. Um, we have a tip line, you know, we have a tip telephone line, we have a tip email address. People know how to get in touch with us. And that's a that's a key to our business.
0: And people have it on speed dial. I, I, I watch on sometimes online, not watch television, but I watch the television skits or scenes of you plus others in the newsroom, Harvey, this cup that I don't know what is in it. Right. Talking back and forth. I love them. They're hilarious. Is that what it's really like? Or, or when a tip comes in, or is there like pandemonium on the floor? You all running around throwing things like what happens?
1: when it's a big story when we get a report that Michael Jackson has died or something more recent that meatloaf has died. Uh, the one I remember most is James Gandolfini. You know, we got that, tip and when we know what a big story it is um or when we find out the tiger woods has flipped his car we realize it's going to be a huge story and we realize that we may be the be able to break it and we're the ones with the information it is pandemonium. i mean it's it's i was going to say controlled chaos but it can just be chaos It, it is it is frenetic we are trying to confirm the information as quickly as we can, in an effort to break the story and you know get it right, um, because publishing a story that is false that somebody has died or that somebody has flipped their car, or somebody is being prosecuted for a crime or whatever it is, you know you don't get those things wrong. Um, so it, it can be pandemonium. Um, if the story is big enough, it's bananas. It's all hands on deck. It's everybody's making a thousand phone calls. It's you know Harvey. Harvey sits at a desk that is raised about three feet above above the floor where everybody else's cubicles and offices are
0: he's like um, a judge he is, he's up he there is, like a judge judging yeah all no he
1: he's, <laughs> he's he's full i don't know what the he's full like frank vogel or something he's like a basketball coach he's pointing out to everybody you, you know went like, frank
0: vogel he's on his last leg kind yeah, of yeah right?
1: I, I didn't want to do phil jackson but he's too calm yeah uh, <laughs> you know i, I don't know who, George carl yeah there you go who loses their mind in the nba i'm a
0: huge steve kerr fan because i'm from arizona so i love him
1: Kerr's from the popovich Popovich school though he's too calm yeah i need somebody who's who's standing up pointing directing people left you know across across the floor you know that's that sort of thing that's that's harvey
0: and you're in the mix in all this i'm
1: definitely in the mix uh you know uh, we are we are i'm out there on the news in the newsroom you know part of it is that i'm older than most of the people um that are there you know are given the pace and the hours that we work and everything else, we have a uh, typically a very young staff. Um, I'm a little bit older, a little bit more experienced. Um, and, you know, when it comes to any legal issues, obviously I have some experience there that others don't. And so I just, I, this is probably unfair. I used to say it when our staff was really young, our staff has gotten older with with the site, but that that I'm just another adult in the room who is, a you know, I'm not, I, I, I'm not, I, I'm there to as a calming force and I try to maintain that, but it doesn't always work. But um, yeah, I, I'm trying to be sort of a sounding board, trying to think of what, the, you know, is there a downside here? We're really sure, double checking, confirming, corroborating, all those things that go into publishing a, a big story that that is going to be high profile. That's, that's my job.
0: I, I mean, I would say you're not sleeping under your desk anymore.
1: I'm not be- sleeping under my desk.
0: I think when you reach our age, we're second possible. like impossible.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I mean, we all know those hyper successful, you know, guys bringing down the seven figure salaries. They're still sleeping under their desk. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: yes, I am. not. Maybe under yeah. this desk in my house because I'm <laughs> right. tired and I'm at right. I'm home, it's, whatever. I'm right. not going to the office and pulling all nighters. Right. Uh, so I've seen videos of you in the newsroom when some of this stuff comes out. I and mean, I would say you are like the calming presence. I think Harvey's pretty calm too though, no, actually. Um, maybe okay. you edit that out. <laughs> Pause.
1: You mean on the television show? Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the camera
1: stops, and it's like, ah. Let me, let, let me tell you a little bit about Harvey. So Harvey is, uh, I think he's 70, uh he's 70 years old, maybe 70, he's 71 now. He Uh, works out for three hours every morning before getting into the office at 6 a.m. So you can do the math there and see what time he gets up.
0: Three hours? Does he have a trainer?
1: Yeah, no. No No trainer. Just gets up, he goes to the gym, he goes to the pool. Uh, He does both of those things before the sun is up and then is in the office by 6. He then works till anywhere from 4.30 to 6. Go home, has... Dinner goes to sleep and starts again on the weekends. He sleeps in until five thirty, and he goes to the gym at six. So that's really, you know, that's his rest. So, you know, he he is. I don't think calm is ever the right word that I would use to describe Harvey. He's he's controlled. He's very smart, uh, but not calm.
0: But he's built like an empire. I mean, Tim's wow. he's kind of an empire.
1: Yeah. No, he has. He has. He he, he has built an empire. Yeah, I mean, which some people say is the is the sign of the the apocalypse but never but you know he is uh that's unfair when i would think
0: the real housewives are that sign i don't think tmz is (laughs) yeah amen right exactly i mean you actually dropped a story today about one of the real housewives of of salt lake city getting kicked off i think you broke that
1: yeah us lawyers though it's not just about the real housewife it's about oh was that erica jane is that who no no you're talking about the woman who's the woman, I forgot her name, who uh, was kicked off because she had some old tweets that were perceived yes. as, as yes, racist canceled. that came to life. But then we have Erica Jane, who's yep. Tom Girardi's
0: ex-wife, who we did a
1: story about her as well.
0: Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Because he yeah, he he's been written up in every legal publication. Speaking of legal publications, I'm not going to pass up the opportunity to talk about your two button built down yeah. shirt, California lawyer turn. That you got mocked for, but I thought you handled incredibly well uh, when you were on the cover of the California Lawyer magazine. Um, the best comment I saw on the video was, "Look, lawyer at work," and you're just <laughs> sitting in front of your computer. the action <laughs> shot.
1: Yeah, you know it was it was pretty cool, and they, they did a full interview for California Lawyers going back a, a minute. This is eight years ago now, but is it really? You know, yeah, it was uh, November or December of thirteen. Maybe fourteen. So maybe so. Maybe it's been seven. years. You look years. the
0: exact same. So you're I not think, that thank old. Thank you.
1: A little grayer. Not 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 quite as in shape. But I'll t- I'll take it. Um. But uh. But so I was really excited. They did the interview. I got a magazine cover. Of the whole thing, and then have been ridiculed for it ever since. Not just the fact that I had a couple buttons unbuttoned, but just. Like people, all my colleagues went through it word for word and made fun of the things I said, and and it was just it's been nonsense. It just it still comes up to this day. Like if I'm wearing a shirt that is unbuttoned a little bit, they were like, "Oh, California lawyer's back." The whole thing. It is for, <laughs> for the, the California record. Yeah.
0: California lawyer is back on this podcast with his oh. two buttons undone. I can see here yeah, no yeah, one yeah, else gonna that- be able to see that, but that's you know I gotta. I got to dime you out. You got dimed out for playing fantasy football by one of the guys on the video too. Right, 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 right. Well, we, we have a TMZ sponsored league. How am I not supposed you to? You really? Uh, yeah. Wow. Sure. See, I need to get in on that. How can I get in on that? I tried to get in our own portal league going. We have one for the IP group, but people are not I can into actually, enough.
1: I can actually totally get you in. There's only one thing you have to do, which is stand outside of, you know, Craig's tonight with a camera. And get a bunch of celebrities walking out and ask interesting questions. And <laughs> then, then <you> can... <laughs>
0: Dude, I live in Denver and our celebrities here, you know, you know, who we have Peyton Manning lives in Denver. Yeah, you so, Peyton Manning. but yeah. he's he's calm and really collected and put together. He's not doing anything that's gotten on TMC.
1: There's got to be. Some, there's other stars that live in Denver, right? I mean, there's obviously John L. Are there
0: non-Broncos. Are there non-Broncos? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, in Aspen, I like could go. Yeah, oh, that's true.
1: That's true. You they,
0: they go there and they fly in on their, on their PJs, but I don't think anybody in Denver is doing anything celebrity no. TMZ worthy. Oh, come on. All right. I'm going to have to think about it. because really like One of my Indiana close State. friends
1: from here who's a huge TMZ fan is from Denver and he swears that his whole family watches. So I don't know what that means exactly. Well,
0: I told you, my wife's a massive fan. She's probably hey, yeah. coming to you know jump in on this podcast. Let's go. Let's do it. In a little while. I mean, she, she, I'm going to have to bang on the door to bank her to come back downstairs. All <laughs> right. So, all right. I want to ask like, like law related questions. So I do can it. kind of relate this to some of our more um, serious listeners. Okay. If we have any um, lawsuits that get filed, do you have to keep them totally under wraps? Like how are you handling them? Because I feel like, you get either a cease and desist letter or maybe a takedown notice at some point. Do you like huddle up the troops and bring in Fox now and start taking them seriously? Or have you done so much legwork up front that you have a response for when something like that comes in?
1: Well, it all depends, right? It, the The initial assessment is how viable is what we've received. Um, you know, we, we get not, nothing per se, not viable, but we get, Demand letters from prisoners who say that we have, you know, in some way impacted the type of food that they're allowed to eat. What? Or yeah. How many of these things you're getting a day? uh, No, I get a couple a week, maybe. You know, or that's a lot. You know, but but it's by virtue of just being a television show. You know, I mean, nobody talks about this because it's just not interesting, not because it's secretive, but uh, that anytime you're on television, any television show, you get. The death threats and you get the bizarre letters from prison and you get the you know, the the person who says that they knew somebody and they're truly, you know, a tinfoil hat wearer kind of person or whatever. So, you know, you you get that stuff. But putting that stuff on the margins, we also get a fair our fair share of cease and desist where somebody will say, for example, it happens that I didn't give my permission. I'm in the background of this shot and I didn't give my permission. I was standing on Hollywood Boulevard and you have on your television show and you can see me walking in the background down Hollywood Boulevard because you're interviewing the celebrity. So those kinds of things, which I, I totally get. And some people don't like the fact that they've appeared on the show, but but legally there's no claim there. Um, and so so those are the ones that, we will respond to with what I will just handle myself. I'll respond to with, with a letter uh, just explaining to them that, you know, there's no, there's no claim. Um, And it often, it does away with, it does away with the issue. Um, You know, but then, then you get up to the more sophisticated uh, you get professional photographers who seem to, who, who don't have a record of licensing a photo to us and we have to tell them that we got it from this publication who had distribution rights you know there's all sorts of
0: things like that. that's what i would think would come up all the time so like Uh, embedding videos like underlying copyright from videographers or or photographers that are yeah well allegations
1: yeah i mean well we we license i I don't know the numbers 99.5 percent of what we put up Uh, we either we either shoot ourselves we we have uh, we have a team of photogs, paparazzi, who are employees of ours, and they're out in the field. And that's the backbone of, of the television shows and to a lesser extent, but still. I
0: actually wanted to ask about this. So those people are on retainer salary, what, who are they? They're salary.
1: They're, they're okay. full-fledged employees. Um, we, we also license or buy things from uh, freelance paparazzi as well. Um, who, who uh, you know, will send stuff in or claim that they have, a, you know, say present a video that they've shot or photos they've gotten and we will license or buy the content that way as well. And then you have these professional syndication houses that they employ or have an affiliation or relationship with thousands of paparazzi across the country. And so those folks are shooting stuff, they're uploading it to the syndication house, the syndication house and licenses it. And that's that's every publication. The New York Times gets that kind of stuff too, um, uh, you know, all the way down to to National Enquirer and, and anybody, everybody in between. Um, and so we have relationships. You know, Getty Images is the biggest syndication house in the world, and that's photographs. But then there's lots of other agencies that have paparazzi who. Oh, who we license stuff from so i guess the general point is that the vast majority of what we publish we either own by virtue of our paparazzi or we bought it from a third party a tipster
0: and it's papered Uh, but 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 it's like the so if i walk out down in downtown denver and i see unnamed celebrity you know smacking a waitress or or a waiter or something and i film it on my phone yeah and i get it to tmz how does how does that work
1: yeah, you 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 would uh, contact us through the tip line and one of our reporters, assuming what you had was interesting, and certainly celebrity smacking somebody is interesting.
0: Everything I have is interesting.
1: <laughs> I knew that about
0: you for the first time I met you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on, that's a given.
1: Um, and we would initiate a relationship, uh, and a an agreement would be reached to either license or sell that uh, that video to to TMZ um and we would paper that yes
0: and, and then i i get cash dollars deposited somehow
1: oh if that if that's if that's where the negotiations go correct are correct. people
0: taking payment in crypto uh
1: probably but we're not paying in crypto so it's oh uh, yeah
0: not you crypto less <laughs> at the moment
1: <laughs> we're crypto less um and so uh yeah so so that's the way stuff comes in and and so so again, there's sort of three buckets. There's the stuff we own, there's the stuff we license uh, from third party syndication houses, typically um and then a very very small percentage is what we fair use which is you know the the, not to get too nerdy about this thing but it's the oh yeah
0: you can get i know but i'm going to talk about fair use in my webinar tomorrow listeners
1: all right let's let's do it so there's an exception built into the copyright law that allows the use of a third party's copyrights in certain circumstances Um, and one of those circumstances is uh involves news publications so if something is newsworthy and there are a million permutations about this that I'm not going to get into, but in certain circumstances, it is permissible for a news organization like TMZ to use somebody else's copyright, a portion of somebody else's copyrighted video, if it's, if it's newsworthy. Um, and so we, we take, we avail ourselves of the fair use exception to the copyright laws all, all the time um, with regular, I don't say all the time with regularity. It's a small percentage of what we do, but we, but we do it.
0: All right. So, you guys, obviously, when you post up on the website, you're tracking data, metrics, et cetera. What stories or are there individual people or areas that are ones that drive significant traffic more than others? So I love Snoop Dogg, so I'll just use his name yeah. just generally. He's going to be on the Super Bowl show. Um, yeah. Like, Is there somebody like that who, if you have a story about him or her or the Real Housewives I mentioned already, that really drives traffic and really gets TMZ interested and involved and has that frenetic scene that we talked about earlier.
1: Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, Snoop Dogg is my number one favorite follow on Instagram. He is hysterical. I love him. Everything he posts is funny to me. He understands that it's just to be.
0: Dude, I knew we liked each other. I yeah. have been saying this for like 15 years. He's Anything the, he does, I like. I it, don't care. He's he funny. He's
1: the best follow on Instagram. And no, it's, it's great. He doesn't get enough, uh, enough. Uh, he, praise.
0: He's we have this running joke with my friends where where we're watching things, mostly politicians, and we uh, always say it would be hilarious if Snoop Dogg just walked out on stage. <laughs> right. What right. well, if Snoop Dogg just punched this dude right now? What would happen? Right.
1: He Did you see the Olympic show that he did with Kevin Hart? Hysterical. Hysterical. And Kevin Hart is himself. He's equally yeah, he's funny, funny all the time. He's funny too. Yeah. But Snoop Dogg made that show for me. He's just like, how so little he good. knows about snowboarding or what? No, I guess snowboarding, but, uh, whatever sport that is like, nobody, no American knows. And he gets himself into it. Skateboarding. And it is Dude, so His voiceovers funny. are
0: so good. Oh. My wife would text them to me. I wouldn't she would find him online because she knows how much I like him. It was yeah. so good. Anyway. Fine. Um,
1: well, I mean, you can, you can assess who does the best on our site by who we're covering on our site with regularity. Right. I mean, first and foremost, what drives traffic is the story more than the celebrity. Um, a a no name celebrity who does something, it's captured on video and it's outrageous or interesting or newsworthy or whatever it is, is always going to get more traffic than a big time celebrity who's not doing anything interesting. Um, the perfect marriage is when a big time celebrity does something interesting. Uh, Tiger Woods rolls his car, Michael Jackson dies. Those are big time celebrities who do interesting things. Um, But, you know, our, our site is populated by the most famous people in the world, you know, because those people, those are the folks people want to follow Kim Kardashian or Justin Bieber, or I often say, and people laugh at me for it, but I still stand by it. Other than presidents and popes, Kim Kardashian is the single most famous person in the world. She is known on all seven continents. She is known in, you know, non-English speakers just as much as English speakers. She is perfectly identifiable. If you were to go around the world and say, who is Kim Kardashian? Of the 8 billion people on Earth, I think six and a half billion could give you one sentence on who she is. Like, Man, I don't I don't think, I don't that,
0: think you're exaggerating, dude. Yeah. I think she is and her whole family. Yeah. Th- they, honestly, it's amazing. I, I think that
1: donald trump might be the only person that six and a half billion people can give you one line of
0: information about besides actually whatever. that's right he was he since he went became president he may be surpassed her but she is up there i mean yeah she's into everything and you have to give her credit i mean look, yeah, the whole family there's yeah. the rest of the family they're they have billionaires like her sister or half sisters she's a billionaire she's a cosmetics yeah. billionaire
1: yeah no they're they're, they're insane and they, we had a big debate in the newsroom floor the other day about whether, how talented she is because the criticism has always been thrown is she's famous for being famous and she's talentless. And I I reject it out of hand. I, I just reject it out of hand. She's got her own unique talent because there are lots of people who are beautiful like Kim Kardashian is and come from wealthy families like she does and are willing to do sex tapes like she did and she's the only one who got there.
0: And yeah. it's not just no, luck. Yeah, There's Paris Hilton had one. Paris Hilton's well, famous, but she's nowhere near Kim Kardashian. Nowhere near. And she wanted to be. And she did
1: all the same things. She had the sex tape. You know. Yeah. She, and she started out much more famous than Kim Kardashian. Oh,
0: yeah. Kim. Well, she keep, she's a Hilton. Yes. And she's a Hilton, right. Yeah, exactly. no, I, I agree with you. you like, used to say things like, oh, they're famous for being famous. What have they ever done? They built a freaking billion-dollar enterprise. Yeah. like well, I don't care. You could say they're dumb. No, they're not dumb. They're smarter than we are.
1: Yeah, and it, you know, I, I think there's some are more intelligence than others in the in the family, but yeah, I think okay. yeah, Chris right. is uh, the, the the momager is you know she knows what she's doing, yeah. knows what she's doing, yeah. shrewd. They don't need well, Caitlin's now uh, in in the firmament somewhere. I mean, governor... when's the last time you
0: I don't heard? know have you heard? No, I haven't heard her name in months. Well, because she ran for governor, kind of. Oh, that's right. That's right. But uh,
1: yeah, so I was going to say maybe she likes that way, but the fact she ran for governor means that she didn't really like it that way that she wants to be famous and just hasn't been able to maintain it, but whatever.
0: Who, who's number two. So who's number two behind Kardashian? Is there a number two or is she just in a league of her own?
1: Uh, She's probably in a league of her own, but I honestly think her sisters are, are next in line. Um, Amazing. Kylie, Chloe, Kendall, Courtney. you know, uh, in some, in some order. Um, you got you got the Beyonce, Adele, you got the singers, right? Adele um, just had that
0: meltdown. That was on TMZ too. Who did? Adele. Melt- oh, yeah. The Vegas meltdown.
1: So so really interesting that she initially claimed that she canceled the concert because of COVID. And she was very uh, emotional uh, about that and how, feeling she let her fans down. And, and it seemed to be somewhat genuine. She is one of these people that really sort of internalizes her fans and uh, what they love and their needs. Um, but it may have come out that maybe there were some other reasons why it was. Canceled. Oh yeah. I, read, I
0: think I read it on TMZ. You, you might've read it on TMZ. The, so the muck, the, the pool or whatever she hated. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is, this is a, this is a reputation challenger for her. I'm not sure how she, how she gets through this. Exactly. It'd
0: be interesting. Yeah, that's what I read. I read it on TMZ. Look, I read, okay. like I'm not going to, not going to try and pretend I don't read TMZ. This is well, the reason.
1: You should, I, you know, I, if you, if you're not at all interested in celebrity culture, fine. But if you're at all interested, then you, it's the place to go, right? It's the place Look, to go. Look, it's,
0: it's interesting. Yeah, there's not. I mean, what can you do? A little, it's interesting. A little voyeuristic, whatever. But it's all it's all good stuff. Yeah. All right, uh, Jason, we're like we've gone way over time. I want to ask you a couple more fun-ish yeah. questions. So, how do you get away from the constant barrage of breaking stories? Everything's got to be breaking, breaking, breaking. You're on the you're on the show. You're in there. What do you do outside of work to get away from it do you work out for three hours in the morning
1: i do not work out for three hours in the morning i do not work out for three minutes in the morning unfortunately and and my my wife who you know who is uh just feet, feet from me right now will point out that i have not not been keeping up the regiment recently but um, well, she'd probably I, like I, to hear
0: that I said you look the same that you did like eight years ago. Yeah, no, this no. Me, you,
1: you can only see me from the neck up right now. So, the yeah. I look, I look fantastic, <laughs> a little great.
0: Uh, it's, I don't know. I yes, <laughs> this is like your social media shot, your angle shot. <laughs> right, right, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, what are I do to get away? Um, well, I coach my daughter's softball team. I uh, I spend a lot of time uh, managing two, uh, one teenage and one preteen daughter, um, and that's that's a full time job. Uh, you know, typical stuff. Love to travel. Love to get away. Uh, one day I'm going to give it all up and just, you know, move, move to move to a chateau somewhere and, and be very happy. Um, what else do I like to do? I like to watch bad television. Uh, I like to watch good television, too. All right. What are you um, watching right now? What uh, uh, we just finished uh, the most recent, not the most recent, the last season of Billions. We're a little behind. Uh, Curb. Really looking oh, forward to
0: Ozark. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I haven't started the new season over. Curve's my favorite show. Curve's This season show. was actually really good.
1: It was really good, although I, I just, the premise of the entire premise that the guy breaking into his house falls into his pool because he doesn't have a fence around it, it was too implausible. There's no law in Santa Monica then where then he, he lives. That you have up. to have a fence immediately around your swimming pool as long as your yard is fenced in. And so I was, from the premise, I'm like, come on, you can do better than that. But in any event, I, uh, the, I, the actress
0: that played the girl that did the dancing, she oh, was hysterical. It was
1: hysterical. Hysterical. I, I love it. It is such a smart show. It really oh, He's is. got Vince Vaughn
0: on there. He's brought back Tracy Ullman. I think the whole thing's hysterical.
1: It's, it's fantastic. The Tracy Ullman just run was, was the best. I enjoyed it. You watched
0: Righteous Gemstones?
1: No. Good. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Oh, sorry, my dog. No, oh, he's that's your dog my barking. Dog. Oh, my my, dog. my, dog, my yeah. dog is
0: reacting to your dog barking. Yeah. Yeah, my dog has been on the podcast before. It's fine. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, man. Well, look, I really appreciate this. This is great. It's been super interesting and fun for me. Hopefully, uh, you enjoyed it as well. Evan has been a real pleasure. Thanks.